It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Everybody, welcome to episode 210 of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Mike, we've got the uh, More Insider Super Sunday special today. Yay! Also, alt title, More Insider and his amazing Technicolor wrist shot. I thought was fun. No? Hmm. See, well, I, I did one. Yeah, I mean, that's why we do two titles. Yeah, so that one. <laughs> <laughs> we're just, okay we gotta we gotta workshop it still because that's that's yeah, officially you know, sometimes, the YouTube sometimes title you go through right three now. or four titles you know we're still working on this one we'll get there we'll get this, there mike uh, this is one of those situations though right because this you know you come up with your favorite title you don't want to use that one right is that what you're saying you know you like uh yeah you, you know, know a lot of artists are always you know kind of wringing their hands like oh there's the big money one but i know i can't use my favorite one so i guess i'll Use the one that'll make people listen to the show. I I swear I I heard that from uh, uh, what was his name? Judd Apatow said you 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 don't use your favorite title. Use like the next one because you have too much emotion going into that favorite title. Yeah, like it was originally going to be the forty year old no sex man, but you know they had to settle for forty year old virgin. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, we're going to try and have an, an action-packed uh, 30 minutes here. Matt has a couple of beautiful children he's got to take care of so that his lovely wife doesn't murder him in his sleep tonight. Uh, yep. for one day off, so we're going to be as efficient with this episode as possible. Matt, this has been a hot week for me, uh, personally. Oh. I'm just going to let you know what we always just do a quick catch-up. Um, the siding on my house is done. This is From now on, I'm going to have quiet episodes. No more banging on the walls. No oh. more... What's that? Keep talking. Oh my God, bet. Well, this was going to be a distraction-free space episode. heater going still. Oh, <laughs> uh, no more banging on the walls. No more uh, um, uh, electric saws. And you know what? Um, I would be happy to um, share the name of the the subcontractor who did all the work, but I can't find the pen, so I'm a little concerned for his business right now. Um, and then additionally, Matt. Bigger news, uh, who farted? My fantasy basketball team finally, 
Finally, Ben Simmons was traded. He's been sitting on the injured reserve for four months. Now it looks like that Odyssey is behind us, and my God, I might win this league. I'm very excited. Matt, uh, do you have anything as exciting as those two uh, tidbits? Good morning, Derek. First off, yep, morning, Derek. Um, well, Mike, I mean, we definitely need to talk about this. Um, we're having Taco Bar at the Super Bowl tonight. Oh. Uh, oh. Well, has anybody ever had Taco Bar for, for the Super Bowl? Like, I was I was really excited about it, and oh my god, if if our parents see this, man, are they going to be <laughs> devastated? <laughs> the passive aggressive. Um, oh shoot, yeah, I shouldn't even label <laughs> it that way. Because, but uh, Mike, I mean, you and I, we were looking forward to Buddy's Pizza. Maybe Break it down. How, is this, Break is it this down. How we, is this how we get our Buddy's Pizza? <laughs> we put it on this episode and then they watch it. <laughs> We need this to go viral to save our Super Bowl party. Uh, I mean, I was telling my wife, like, no, we shouldn't go to Buddy's Pizza because we're probably going to have it at the Super Bowl. I feel like that's, like, been our mainstay for years. We go over to uh, parents' house to watch the Super Bowl. And uh, find out this week we're doing we're doing Taco Bar. And, Mike, I, I'm also putting some of the blame on you because it was – what three years ago that you made the big suggestion? We should do a taco bar. <laughs> I think what are. I said was a Middle Eastern food bar. That is way different. So explain yourself, sir. How did we come to a that? Taco bar? Would be a lot of uh, shawarma chicken. That would be a lot of garlic sauce, right. um, cheesy breads fresh this, out of the oven. If you don't like great. cheesy breads, it's because you haven't tried them. Uh, we. Our parents live in the heart of uh, the Middle Eastern food mecca of Michigan, in Dearborn. Um, some of the best Middle Eastern food you'll have in your whole life. Um, but uh, we didn't go down that route. We didn't do. It. We didn't go down Old Country Road and get the familiar Buddy's Pizza that you know. You know, Matt and I couldn't even sleep last night. We were so excited thinking about those hand-breaded chicken fingers and. You know, the thick Detroit-style pizza. And instead, we're going to have Taco Bar. Taco Bar. So, I don't know, Derek. Have you ever had Taco Bar uh, at Ruin? I mean, um, enhance your Super Bowl Sunday. Just curious how that's going to go over. <laughs> Matt, you did say it was catered. Do you happen to know who the who the, the caterer is? Is it... Uh, uh, I actually do. I, I think... This is it like Qdoba? <laughs> Is it Qdoba? Uh, Don Taco, I believe. Ah, yes. Old Don Taco. It's a Mad Men-themed taco bar. <laughs> Don Draper? No, Don Taco. All right. Never mind. I was, I've was. i watched a lot of Mad Men in the last month, so it's... Uh, never mind. That, that one just did not work. But, you know yeah, what? I've Don, watched a Don lot of Boba taco. Fett, and we're about to eat a big meal of Bantha fodder, so I can't wait for that. Can I... Can I you know, we both <laughs> wanted buddies... Um, our mom did text us that it is right next to buddies. So all we need, all we need is to have dad walk into the wrong restaurant and we'll be having a good Super Bowl. Here, watch this. You ready for this? I'm going to send a text that says, did you want me and Becky to pick up the, uh, buddies? <laughs> oh my God. But they are going to Buddy's to pick up a salad, so they might think that you're just going to go pick up the salad. 
All right. Well, we'll see yeah. if we can rescue Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, but we'll we had some Red Wing stuff enough. we wanted to go yeah. over with we'll today. We get an update. Can I say, uh, man, we need to be in this Philadelphia Flyers division because I love playing these guys. Woo! We just, yeah. Can we just have an only Flyers <laughs> season? This was fantastic. Yeah. Because we even got outshot, and uh, we had uh, we had our boy Greiser stand on his head. Performance Art's going to be thrilled with this episode. Price, <laughs> I think, was the second star. Third star was Keith Yandel with that hell of a seeing eye single for a goal over Grice's shoulder. Holy crap, was that thing crazy. Uh, but no, I mean, more insiders was better. I just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're talking about who's the third star. Anyway, uh, Grice, your second star. First star, Mike. Mo Sider. Of course, the episode titled as such. Uh, Mike, we've got two games in a row now. More insider has, has stood out. I, I did tweet. I did tweet, Mike, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take this and <laughs> run it to the bank. I said <clears throat> in the last Philly game, yeah, cold take, Mort Sider just had his best game of the season. Colder take as he continues to get better throughout the year. We're gonna be saying that more and more often. And uh this wasn't I this wasn't as exciting, you know, like we didn't get a, a one-man penalty kill, but we did get the game winning goal from Mo Sider. Um that was probably, an amazing shot, by the way. And yeah, I, I, you know, we try not to be too hyperbolic on this show, but I, I just, just that one shot. I know they're totally different players. Uh, Mo's a much more physical guy, but gee, damn it, that was like a Lidstrom style goal. I'm sorry, I said it. There, I said it. A monster, a monster snap, uh, slap shot from you know the blue line on a power play. I just, I got the, I got the Lidstrom feels on on that one. They look great. Yeah, and I think uh, you you called me out because I don't have the exact quote. But, uh, oh, my God, I've got <laughs> – I'm trying to pull this up. I've got, like, uh, five <coughs> different Twitter pages up so that we have some other stuff to share with our buddies today. Uh, you guys listening, you're our buddies. Um, <laughs> and I've got two of them have audio right now. So I'm listening to Mo Sider and Mickey Redmond talk at the same time while I'm lining this up. But um, – yeah, I, I do like that all like that without knowing what I'm about to say, you threw out there that you're ready to call Mo Sider Nicholas. I'm ready Lister. to call that one replay. Uh this one replay. Right. Uh <laughs> because uh it, it was uh thrown out there today, or uh, I'm sorry, yesterday after the game that Nicholas Lidstrom uh did get a chance to speak with Mo Sider and he threw out there the idea that as a defenseman, you're not gonna get a lot of opportunities. So when you see opportunities like this one, whoop, in the back of the net, uh, you got to take them. And uh, it's just fun that, to, to think about, uh, you know, we were trying to put a finger on, well, what, <laughs> what difference can Lidstrom make? And I'm not saying <laughs> this is like a one-to-one. Like, here's the correlation Lidstrom makes. He talks to more Sider, and now he's going to be a great shooter in the, in the NHL. No, no, no. I, I'm just saying... Like this, this was an opportunity for probably one of the best defensemen of all time to do a Habsies mentor menteeship, you know, for ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and and we can see, we can see. I I think in the last few games we can talk about an increase uh, amount of shots, and especially from the power play too. I think we've seen a new swagger and uh, commanding of the quarterbacking position from uh, from Cider on the power play. 
And really, it's it's just turning this, even though our, our power play will probably never crack, like, uh, you know, we're, we're not going to be a top 10 power play like I. Hey, Verona's I, right around the corner, man. Don't speak too soon. You're right. You're right. But it, the the closer we get to that is going to be because of how well uh, Cider is is stepping forward. I mean, he had a great start to the season, and I think he just continues to add more tools to the old utility belt and uh, just look better and better. I think we're going to get another angle here on this thing. Yeah, I was, was, was going to throw in too. This was this was really close to being a Lidstrom assist because I was really worried that puck was going to graze like Bertuzzi's jersey or something enough that Bertuzzi would technically get credit for the goal, <laughs> which always used to happen to Lidstrom. I'd be like, God damn it, another Holmstrom goal. No, I did that work, you know. But uh, <laughs> I'm glad that Sider still got credit for that. Um, damn, that's a beautiful shot. Can we? I mean, look at, I mean, he goes, he's coming to, how, how do I want to do this? Looking at Bertuzzi, he's coming to his right side and the shot goes back along the oh. other way from where. Yeah, he skates, he skates glove side and then shoots it back blocker side. Thank you. That That's goalie right. had no chance. Much yeah. better hockey way to put that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cause I what mean, I top to shelf do... too, top shelf blocker side. It was, yeah. it, was it was a laser. It's beautiful. Yeah. Exactly, you know exactly where he wanted to put it. Uh, I can't and even for get the, that. Matt, and for the record, can I just say it's if Bertuzzi did get credit, you know, I we tongue in cheek would you know be like, oh man, I wanted Cider to get the goal, but Tuz did a lot of work on that one with the screen. Yes, yes, <laughs> and I, I think he did a lot of good work too, like forcing Hart to move to one side as well. That's what I, I wanted to slow this down for. It was really to give some more credit to Tuzzi because I mean he's having a hell of a year, and this just adds to it. But you, I'm glad you said that because we do need to give time and nods to Tuzi out front. Um, I mean, Tuz is right now, he's like gunning for MVP the way he's lifting Puce and Fabry and yeah. suddenly creating a second line seemingly on his own. All he did was, oh, where's this little, where's this little plug go? You know, he, he's the Christmas vacation. He, you know, about, plugged in everything and suddenly these guys can't stop being productive. How about two posts in this game for Bertuzzi doing his backhand? Uh, yeah. It's a great play. It's a great setup because if you can do it, you should give it a shot because the goalie's going to give you a no look backhand <laughs> all day long. And for Bertuzzi, who's put in a couple so far this year, uh, just rang it, rang two of them off the post. <laughs> and it's it's basically Cider to Lucas Raymond uh, on the right hand side. And then it goes down to Tuzzi. Uh, so it's one of those things, too, where like, these the, the more that they set up that play, the more these defensemen are going to want to play lower to Bertuzzi, and it's going to give Cider more opportunities like this. So maybe we played the long game all year, and all we've been doing is setting up Cider being able to just rip them from the middle of the ice uh, for the rest of the season. Because if he's going to rip them with this level of accuracy, again, I mean, <laughs> between they look how tight they are to the middle of the ice here between the two circles. Uh, the, the Flyers are 100% playing a super tight box here. And that doesn't matter for Snyder. You know, he's going to rip it right into the corner. This is, uh, Mike, this is, is this good enough for you? Can this, can he get back in the Calder conversation or are you still, you're, you're still good on Zegra? <clears throat> um, I need about a dozen more of these. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm still trying to sell the league. That's that's my my point. Um, I know. But I, I, you know, you I want to give getting, you. I'm I'm glad that this show is getting uh, more listeners. We're getting more viewers because now you get shit on Twitter. 
just specific to Mike. You know <laughs> you what? I'll take it. Out. Yeah. <laughs> you guys will be thanking me when people are actually watching this league, thanks to Zegris. You know. Uh, but Matt, I was gonna get a little. We have a two game, a very. It's a not just a. It's not a small sample size. It's a. It's a now growing sample size because it's two games against crappy Philadelphia. Do these two games make you feel um, the same, or uh, did it sway your opinion at all about Zadina uh, playing on the first line? Oh, I died. Why did I die? Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. There you oh, are. Cool. Hey. About Zadina playing on the first line uh, when Verona comes back. Whoa, those those first crazy. two lines, uh, I don't those know first that... two lines have looked really good. Is this how no. many more games like this is it going to take to put Verona on the third line? I will tell you this: I don't think there's any possibility that Verona comes back that Zadina is staying on the first line. I think this gets broken up. What I would guess here's my here's my two guesses with Zadina being on the first line. Verona is really close, and they want they. They're, this is like this opportunity to get this first line set for a Verona insert, if I may. Uh, or <laughs> we're getting Zadina back into a, you know, like let's let's pull away from what, you know, he's been pushed into, like going down to the third and fourth line where uh, the focus on the third and fourth line, less about scoring, of course, and trying to limit chances. I, I wonder if we're trying to open his mind again, get him back into a, a scoring touch sort of um mindset if i may I, I don't know if mindset's the right way to put it but um then do what was proposed by mr boltman and have that third line of nameless center and then make sure you get verona and zadina back together my guess is the first thing i said uh but i do not think there's any way that uh Zadina sticks on the first line and Verona gets bumped all the way down to the third line. So I did, I did see a funny point yesterday online. Um, somebody, I don't know if they're a listener to the show, but they kind of, they were stealing your point about putting Verona on the first line. And they, they, they were calling out uh, one of our rival podcasts and they said, you whined all season about giving Zadina a shot on the first line. And now your first inkling when Verona comes back is to throw him on the third line. <laughs> like a guy who the only person who performed better than him uh, <laughs> last year was Austin Matthews in that 13 game span. It's just, it's funny. Uh, so again, my guess is the, the first line kind of slot in of uh, Verona for Zadina. And that's kind of maybe what this setup is for is getting them ready for that. Uh, but I mean, yeah, Craig throws it out there. He wants to see Zadina, uh, Verana and Valeno. That's fine. Oof. I mean, like, again, that's, it's just the argument could be made. That's your third line, but does it have to be your third line? No, it's, uh, you know, it was pointed out to us in the comments. If they start scoring, then that's your first line. That's the line that gets the most minutes. I just, you know, I mean, we had, success with who's ever on the first line the argument is made that verona has success whoever he plays with uh because he didn't get this dylan larkin last year remember it was just verona kind of carrying the team 
Yeah. So there, there's, there's arguments to be made. I just, for me, I'm ready to see Verona back on the first line and this whole, you know, like I, I remind you guys how Verona scoffed at Helene St. James when she made the suggestion of being mentally ready. And Verona was just like, come on, I'm, I'm an effing hockey player. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I would say it's, it's, uh, you know, you're, you're going to laugh because the names I'm about to bring up are like historically excellent Red Wings who are Hall of Famers. Um, but the Red Wings used to kind of break up, you know, all their good players and kind of sprinkle them throughout, you know, the top, top nine. Um, but then when it was nut crunch time, that's when suddenly <laughs> Iserman, Fedorov and Shanahan would all be on the same line together. That's a good, so point. they, they might try to diversify a little bit. Um, maybe it's just, again, it doesn't make sense because the whole reason Verona left, um, or wanted to leave Washington because yeah. he wanted top line uh, minutes and he's earned them so far. I mean, he's easily our, our, one of our, you know, more skilled players. Um, so it doesn't make sense to give him third line minutes, but in nut crunch time, you know, it might make more sense to suddenly, you know, in the last couple minutes of a game, we're down one, one goal to put, you know, Larkin, Vrana and Bertuzzi together. Um, so I, I think for Blaschel, that's going to be something kind of exciting for him to be like, Hey, I actually have a, actually have to make like real hockey choices now. Oh man, how do I, how do I put this lineup together where, you know, not so, you know, not so, you know, uh, recent past, it was basically, well, we got to try somebody out there and we, we basically have one scoring line. Now there's potentially a way for us to have two, by God, maybe two and a half, maybe even three scoring lines. And all it takes is a couple guys getting hot next to Larkin uh, Bertuzzi carrying a second line and then just enough of a trickle down that the third line might end up with some guys who can score. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I, Dan Stutz, I got, I'm going to call you out. He just put together the whole Red Wings lineup. Dan, you forgot to throw in Zadina somewhere. So redo one of your lines there, unless you're trading Zadina, then, then we'll talk about uh, what you've got <laughs> put together. Yeah. And keep um, in mind, all of this success is against the Flyers. So, you know, they, it's very exciting to see Zadina be productive, but you know, the Flyers really blow. So yeah, it's... and the it's worth mentioning too. The like we were all pretty excited after the first game. We said, "Wow!" Like Zadina walked away with like an I think a ninety or eighty percent expected goals for percentage, which is crazy. And you can't even you couldn't even point to the first line and say that's where all the success came from because I think Raymond walked away with like a high sixty percent. Uh, Larkin was in the mid seventies. So Zadina, when he was on the ice, produced better. However, game two, twenty six percent expected goals for percentage. Uh, Lucas down to sixteen percent. But this will actually walk away five on five the first line, even though we got a goal from Zadina. From the advanced analytics that we used all season to talk about, you know, you got to give Zadina the chances. It's fair to mention that this was the first line's top. This this goes in their top five worst performances of the year from a five-on-five five perspective. So we got some special team success. We still get the win over Philly. But just got to throw out there, gets a bad Philly team. This is the first one of the first line's worst performances so it's just to just to be fair we just want to throw that out there mike you asked the question how do i feel after two games with sadina on the first line i think you absolutely have to look at that goal and say holy crap when the swagger is back on sadina's shot uh but 
if we're going to go all season and talk about game after game, you and I mentioned, look at Sedina's advanced analytics. You have to give him these opportunities on the first line because he's still performing. Then you also have to mention this was the first line's one of its worst performances all, all year from a five-on-five perspective. So it's only fair. That's why we're doing it. I don't want yeah. any. I don't want to give anybody the worst day of their life. I, <laughs> I don't want everybody throwing tomatoes at us. I, I like saying that at work all the time. No, I actually got to laugh once, and now I can't stop doing it. But if the give and take is Zadina's advanced analytics go down, but I mean we get this, I'm fine with it. <laughs> right like uh it, it's it's just one of those things and dan just did put out there he, he traded zadina that was his solution <laughs> there's an so, asterisk on there okay yeah, verona, so larkin, put, raymond. Uh, yep. verona larkin raymond fabry suter burt he's got uh vladdy Rass, and ernie on the third line smith valeno ganya on the fourth line uh Joe Legger puts out there, there's no way Sedina's getting traded with his stock being so low. <laughs> yeah, that's... It's going up, though. Uh, I think I actually... We actually have a slide to talk about with Sedina. Let's see if I can actually see it with how tiny these letters are going to be. Um, so, and, and this is it going up, is uh, we've got six games and four points. And I, I will... I don't scoff. You know, that shot... That's what you wanted to see from Zadina. Like we've been talking about him. We've been making jokes about pucks bouncing off Zadina and everybody kind of, you know, oh good, we got the goal in. It's like, no, that's not what we needed Zadina to do. We needed Zadina to score the way he scored yesterday. That's what's going to build confidence. Not when he's in front of the net and he knocks in a basically empty netter. That's nothing. Give him these opportunities. Now, to the point of the first line having you know, one of its worst performances, five on five. And where do you prioritize that with Larkin being able to create the play or the space that's going to give Zadina the opportunities to shoot the way he did yesterday? Like, that's a whole other conversation. Where do you weigh those priorities? Do you want to? And, and that's, it's so funny because then we're talking out of both sides of our mouth because we spend the whole season saying, this is, this is the important thing. We need to limit chances and get more chances than the other team. And then all of a sudden we look at Zadina and this is what I'm, I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth. You look at Zadina and we say, that's the reason you put him on the first line. But then on the flip side, you want to keep him with Larkin so that he can keep getting chances like he got yesterday. Right. And we're almost ignoring the fact that again, it's one game one game but it is one of the worst performances of that first line but i'm okay with it because he got that hell of a you got that ripper off and you want him to see that you want him to feel that and continue to throw those at the net because you don't you don't want him getting shy um you you want him to build confidence through those types of plays and then maybe i i don't know what what you call it from a coaching perspective or what you know what the exact phrase would be here but then then we can start to work everything else out, right? Then we can work backwards, I think. Um, get that swagger back, get that confidence back with the shot, and then we'll turn around and look back at the two-week game later. So I think is the that fair? Uh, overarching theme is this is a very small sample size. True. That's true. 
Um, so yeah, it's uh, like you said, we're, we're just encouraged because it, you know, Zadina has not had a lot of opportunities. Um, I, I mean, he's had a lot of opportunities. He hasn't had a lot of those opportunities go in. So it's nice to see a skill goal, um, actually make its way into the net. Um, you know, it's a lot of credit to Larkin. Yeah, probably. But if Larkin could kind of help unlock other guys on the lineup, um, we've seen Bertuzzi unlock other guys in the lineup. My God, if Verona can come in and unlock other guys on the lineup, it's just something that, uh, you know, makes these games more watchable for us. Um, Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 in any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. You could still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone could play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and over, minimum age, and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789 in Connecticut. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in new york call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text h-o-p-e-n-y can we can we talk about larkin unlocking guys in the lineup um, yeah let's do that this is mike i i would say this is probably larkin's best five games of his career We've got uh, four out of five of these games are multi-point games. He's got 11 points, four goals, seven assists. He had three assists last night. That Arguably, they said one of them was supposed to be taken away because of uh, Keith Yandel throwing his stick at uh, Rasmussen's uh, empty net attempt. So supposed to be assist from Gagne and Larkin. Officially, the NHL never took it away. So We're keeping it. Good on You know what? Good on them. The <coughs> NHL made the call like... No, that's Rasmussen was putting that in. I don't care if Keith Yandel, you know, threw yeah. his stick at the at that, the pod. That was, like, let's uh, use some common sense here. Two of my favorite calls from uh, last night. One was uh, the stick throw and Mickey Redmond going, "Well, that's a free goal. That's a free goal. Doesn't matter. That's a free goal." Um, the other one was when Zadina scored and he said, "There you go. Who's a good boy?" <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, but yeah, you were talking about Larkin on the hot street. Yeah, I, I again, I uh, this is where you kind of combine that conversation with uh, with Zadina to get him going because whatever we're gonna do with Verana, it's gonna affect Zadina in some way. So if Verana is playing with Zadina, you want Zadina to be on some sort of streak or continuing like the the sort of efforts we were just talking about. I wonder if I can just hit the back button here. Yeah, so Zadina again, four points in six games. Um, but you want Zadina, I think to get 
these opportunities he's going to get from Larkin for a little bit here, even if it means he's not getting Verona. Because when Verona comes back again, like I said, it's going to affect his his standing in the lineup. So if he gets knocked back to the third third line, because you, Mike, look, we don't hate Jeff Blaschel on this show. But if he no. breaks up the Guelph Storm line in some fashion when Verona comes back, I don't, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> then I'm done. Then I will officially, this will become a Blaschel hating show. Because uh, that is where you're taking three. The challenge has been thrown. It, hey. Two out of three of those guys can finally like hold on to like some point streaks, some swagger. Like They look like they're having fun. If that line gets broken up because Blash is just too afraid to like make some gutsy call on you know the the fans' favorite players or something like that, then I'm done. That that whatever happens with Verano when he comes back, the one untouchable is the second line because I feel like that's the that's the best way we've kept Puse and Fabry productive. So I will say that. But getting back to Zadina being affected. He's either yeah. getting to play with Verana or we need him to carry the same sort of scoring swagger to the third line if he's playing with, um, you know, Joe Valeno, Nemistikov, maybe throw Rasmussen back on the wing again. I, I mean, yeah, I guess Ernie's down there. I, I, I never need to see Ernie play another game. <laughs> Last year was fun. I'm, I'm good. None of this. <laughs> he had that wrap around yesterday. Everybody went, woo, but I mean, you know. I'm yeah, good with I mean, um, <sighs> the what reminds me of Gagne, to yeah. be honest. Gagne might need that promotion to it and get a better opportunity than uh, sitting on the fourth line. I, I'm turning into a huge fan of Gagne in these last couple of weeks. I'm kind of, it's, uh, I don't know, these experiments are still kind of fun while, um, you know, Verona is uh, getting medical clearance to come back. Uh, for contact, because uh, watching other players kind of helicopter into the um, the Larkin coattails, it, it's almost like, well, let's see, let's see who else he can make a career out of. You know, like <laughs> screw it, let's put Mark Stahl on the wing and see if he can electrify his career. Um, I don't know. I get, I guess, because um, other thing that people are starting to talk about is uh, Larkin's almost at the point where he's going to be signing that the mega contract. Uh, when he's about to enter unrestricted free agency, whoop! He's uh he's acting like this is a contract year. Uh, <laughs> so it's you know people are talking about him getting an extension uh, before next season, um, and it definitely feels like he's playing for it right now. I don't know, it's yeah. like his agent got in his ear and said, "Man, just carry whoever you're you're playing with." Um, we at some point we're gonna have some tough conversations to have about uh, some contracts because. I mean, we talked about uh, Dom. I need a minute here. Dom Chisen, loose Chisen, because it's yeah. like loose chicken is what he said. So it's loose chit, loose Chisen, loose Chisen. Okay. Yes. Uh, so Dom's player cards puts uh, Larkin around like eight mil, so he's getting a pay increase, but Bertuzzi around ten mil. <laughs> so. Whew. And Bertuzzi's getting to that point, too, where it's like, at that point, that's when those players get those big, chunky, hefty contracts, like, just historically in the NHL. It's like, maybe they deserve those contracts sooner rather than later. 
but for whatever reason, you get paid a ton to be an old fart, and you gotta work yeah. up to those country. But yeah, anyway, that's not a conversation for, best, for another best day, best right? Yeah. But that's gonna work itself right into the Raymond Insider contracts, which is gonna super suck. Plus, we've been talking about, hey, let's overspend on on Lindholm this summer. So cool. yeah, we've got some tough yeah. conversations coming. Let's do um because I know we're we're taking this show a little bit longer than we'd intended. Um, oh, I know right. you wanted to touch on Mo Cider, um uh, doing some pretty incredible stuff. Um historically, uh climbing up some uh all-time Red Wing rookie numbers oh, here. Yeah, good call. That's that this is the this is how we'll end the show. And real quick, uh Dan, I love you too. He says he loves the show. Uh he did throw out there Zadina's had the chances. Uh when will it be enough? I like Zadina. I did, but that goal against uh, Philly uh, is what we've been, uh, what he should have been doing. His ability to shoot the puck has been abysmal. That's very fair. If anybody's mad at Dan, get out of here. Dan is 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 right. Look, if you you get the shot, like the way that we talk about advanced analytics, that means you're throwing the puck at the net to actually hit the twine. It's very hard. So we finally yeah. got his Adina goal last night. Um, Fethdar, what is up, my man? Hey, my boy Fethdar. I'm glad up? you guys were able to join us this early. Usually, uh, we don't get these, these good at numbers. If you guys could real quick too, if you're having fun or if you're angry at us, just hit the like button. Uh, it does us a world of good. Yeah. It'll really, uh, hampen our days. Ooh. Um, but yeah, I was going to say Dan Stutz. You could change your last name to Struts because I'd agreed with, uh, everything you said on that one. Yeah. But, uh, and just to kind of move you know uh to to we agree with dan he's right it is fair to say what he said joe throws out there he's 22 more patience is needed also extremely fair the only thing i i'd I'd caution on is steve's words about so we saw zadina score last night it was beautiful our argument is forget advanced analytics for a little bit let's see what we can do to give zadina more chances like this mike do you agree is that our official stance is that my? That's my official stance. Um, I'm I'm looking at our producer. Um, yes, <laughs> which is Matt. Me. Matt is our producer. Yeah. Um, Steve has said in the past, like he wanted to focus on building these guys through a good two way game, and that the shots that is your that's your God given skill. Certainly, you can practice more and and hit the back of the net. But what Steve has always said is that that's the type of thing he's not worried about. Uh, because if you got it, you got it. So it's just for argument's sake, where does Steve's head go when the shots aren't hitting the back of the net? I, I think that's a fair question to have. I think that's a fair point to throw out there. But for the time being, the more important thing Joe putting out there, he's 22. So how do you fix a 22-year-old? You put him with Dylan Larkin for a little bit here and we see what happens. Um Larkin is a, a wonderful babysitter, as we've seen with Lucas Ring. Oh, Derek! Derek hit the like button twice. Derek, that means you unhit the like button, so you gotta, gotta hit, hit an odd number, Derek. Odd number. <laughs> I love you, Derek. You're you're the man. <laughs> um, Derek, hit us up. I I can't remember if we gave you a shirt, but you you're always here. Go go to go to. Uh, what's our email? Admin at bodpodcast.com. Hit us up. I want to get you a t-shirt. Um, and Joe agreeing with us, Lynn, Lynn Holmes, interesting, but this is how we're going to end the show guys. It's super Sunday. We've got a lot of stuff to do today. So we got to start prepping Mike. We've got Mort Sider at 32 points, Lucas Raymond at 37 points. 
how far are these two boys going to go? What what's the what's the ceiling here? Because what we're looking at for all the podcast listeners is our most points by a Detroit Red Wing Red Wings rookie. Oh boy, uh, Fedorov at seventy nine points, Lidstrom at sixty points, Larkin forty five, Zetterberg forty four, Dallas Drake forty four, ninety two, ninety three. And Johan Garpenloff, 1990, 91, 40 oh, points. Yeah. I could do me some uh, Garpenloff. Yeah. Goes to show you how important it is to get on this. <laughs> I think the goal for both players is uh, at least 41 so that we don't have Garpenloff on this list anymore. <laughs> Knock him up. Um, oh. Certainly that's going to happen. I, I have to say, looking at this, I, I would say we have a pretty good shot to see number two and number three. We have we have an opportunity here, I think, to see number two and number three is Raymond Insider. Cue up the the John Cena. Ooh, um, <laughs> I, I still feel like they they've slowed down just a little bit, but right. um, I, I think that this is you know pretty pretty good company outside of uh, you know Sergey Fedorov. Who's that slapdick? I don't even know who that is. No. So, like, what's the what's the realistic one? I mean, let's let's get in the forties. Um, I, I think Lucas can can definitely catch you know the Dallas Drakes, right? Right. He's at Thirty-seven right now. Come on. I know, but he's got to get cooking a little bit. Let's get cooking, man. Thirteen points to fifty. Thirteen. The rest of the season. We'll see. Oh my God. All right. Well, here's my. He hasn't my... hit that. Like he's still got to hit that rookie wall where they're like, "You guys know how this goes. I'm a rookie. I just get tired." <laughs> I know this is a young man's game, but for some reason, rookies, we just, it's, too, it's more hockey than I've ever played. I'm exhausted now. I'm going to stop producing. I would every, say, year, Matt, every year, it's a sports thing. I don't understand it, but there it is. At this point, if yeah. if they're not both above Dylan Larkin, I'm going to say You're gonna the, second eat your half, hat. the second half was a disappointment. I'm going to say if they don't defeat Garpenlov... <laughs> then I will buy a Garpenloff jersey. Uh, all right, yeah, I'm on board with that. I'll keep track. That's a scary we'll, one, because I need Cider to get eight points as a defenseman, man. That's a lot. All right, I'm one so, injury away from throwing away $140 on a brand spanking new embroidered <laughs> Johan Garpenloff jersey. But it's uh, just with the point pace they're on, they'd have to really crater to not be Garpenloff. I... I <sighs> I'm going to, I'm going to, this is my thing. Um, I will buy, what am I going to buy? This is dumb. We'll figure this out. Yeah. But I'm, Lucas Raymond is going to get past still. How about no this? Problem. How about Turning we buy, uh, past we'll buy dueling home and away Garpenloff jerseys. <laughs> Regardless, but they, they absolutely have to be. All right, so if, if even if they don't beat Dylan, or do they have to beat? What's going on here? I need them to beat Garpenloff. That's that's my stipulation. All right. So what I'm okay. going to do is I'm going to buy Johan, and then you'll get Garpenloff. You know what, Mike? If Lucas Raymond doesn't beat Garpenloff, I'm going to buy everyone who's listening right now a Garpenloff jersey. Breaking. Uh, Lucas Raymond just tore his ACL. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, there's an asterisk. If there's a major injury, I'm... I need to see at least 70 games out of Lucas. Okay, Matt. I need at least 140 <laughs> games out of Lucas. I know the regular season's only 82, 
but <laughs> it's fair. How many games did Karpinov get? Let's see. All right, let's see how many games Karpinov got, and then we'll sign off for the day. <laughs> okay. I know that I didn't. I know you didn't expect this to take this long, but when I saw Garpenloff, this this has to be mentioned. How did um, how did Garpenloff play for? Oh my God! How do you play ten years? And I don't recognize this name. And he was <laughs> a rookie for us. I don't recognize this name now. All right, seventy-one games for Garpenloff in nineteen ninety ninety-one. So he got seventy-one games. Lucas needs 71 games. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, did we trade this guy? Because yeah, yeah, he he, he had one. Yeah. No, Mike, one... he, he won a, he won two Stanley Cups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he was traded. Uh he went to San Jose. And then San Jose was like, oh man, these 10 points a game. This is great, but you're going over to Florida. No, you know what? He was uh Let's throw this out. Oh, there. this trade was huge. Just so you could, just so you know, Matt. Uh, yeah. Red Wings uh, in 1992 traded. Blockbuster deal. Johan Garpenloff is a shark. And the Red Wings got Bob McGill and an eighth rounder, which later turned into CJ Deno. Wow. Woo. Huge. An eighth round pick for a guy that was putting up six. Who knew the draft points? was even that long, right? Uh, I, so. 93, 66 points, 94, 53 points. He put up a 51-point season, 95, 96. I mean, this would have been an upgrade over McCarty, so. Woo-wee! <laughs> that was fighting words. Uh, Bob McGill, defenseman, uh, he didn't didn't do a whole lot. Uh, he played 12 games for the Wings, uh, minus three, and then he was he's like, I'm out. Oh, one year in Atlanta. As an yeah. Atlanta Thrasher, 16 points. Oh, there's a trivia nugget for you. So come on, guys. You can get 40 points. If Garpenloff can get 40, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you had to like the episode to get your shot at a Garpenloff, number 15. <laughs> I see 22 people watching right now. I better see 22 likes. And then uh, if, if, the, if Lucas can't get the 40-point mark, you're all getting Garpenloff jerseys. How's that sound? That's awesome. Um, all right. <clears throat> ready to <laughs> get I ready think to uh, this is Yeah, I think uh, we're ready to go into the Super Bowl. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Sorry we're going short today. We'll uh we'll see you guys uh, before we go. Yeah. Does anybody else do taco bar for the Super Bowl? Yeah, we I know we had some late additions to this episode, and we, we wanted to get Buddy's Pizza, which we usually do, and we think that's one of us griped at a family event, and now we're getting tacos instead of pizza. I don't know how we ruined beautiful pizza Sunday, but now we're having taco bar. Has anyone can anyone vouch for tacos on Super Bowl Sunday? You get you have five seconds. <laughs> Real quick. I have five seconds for a response before okay. Matt Garpin lops me into oblivion. Um <laughs> Derek Hand before he said thanks when we told him to hit it a third time. <laughs> I can't imagine that's not sarcastic. Um Dan A with a good point here. <laughs> He just can't believe that Sedina got off to a bad start with starting his career with Darren Helm, Abdul Kader, wow. and Nielsen. How, how you know, did that Dan, not help his development curve? I don't know. He played with three alternate captains. How did that not contribute? <laughs> Dan Stutz, Sider won't slow down. Raymond has uh, an interchanging line mates and his playing top minutes against top lines. So that's a uh, that's, uh, four 
That's a four getting past. Uh, I already forgot his name, Garpin Lump. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and Cider, he's he's doing this playing with people like DeKaiser. So it's it's pretty incredible. Uh, Joe, good show, boys. Uh, having me not watch Canada play China. All right. <laughs> we, we did it. <laughs> uh, Cider is so good from Dan. Uh, would it be a jersey follow to get cider on my blank Detroit reverse retro? Hmm, jersey follow, Mike. I say anything if you're gonna improve the reverse retro, I think you got to go Lucas Raymond or cider. That's the that's the only way to go at this point. And I know they're they're gonna redo reverse retros next year, Mike. So, uh, there's a thumbs up there. I think uh, it's a jersey foul if you don't take. Um, advantage of this opportunity and not get a Garpin Loft jersey. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dr. Disinfect, can you please get a uh, Garpin Loft reverse retro? I will. Uh, we'll, you will we'll be a baller you... shot caller anytime you take that bad boy to Little Caesars. <laughs> let me tell you. We got to do some Garpin Loft swag, I think, in our own store. That'll, that'll become a name that follows us for the rest of time. Uh, here's our answer for tacos. Meh. I love it, Dan. That's how I kind of. That's how we feel, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Joe says yes. Um, tacos are <laughs> tacos savage. generally generally are savage. I agree, Dan. But yeah, Fester, I knew my dude would yeah. have something to say on tacos there. But I, I, for I Super just, Bowl Sunday, yeah, that's, I that's my problem. Yeah, I want the carbs because I want to like pass out during the halftime show. And that's a good point. Where's where's all my beer gonna go? We can't. It's I just think this is uh, we're getting Eminem beef. this year, aren't we? Are we what? Are we getting Eminem this year for the halftime show? I have no idea what the halftime show is. This is the first time. All I know is that there's. I have to actually do work today. Oh, I, we don't want to hear about that, man. I know. That's horrible. That's, that's, right. I've been focused on that stuff. So I. <laughs> How is there going to be uh, Eminem at the halftime show? It's just going to feel muted because they're just going to have to censor all the cursing out of his songs. So they knew Matthew Stafford was going to the Super Bowl, is what you're saying. Yeah. So and Joe saying pizza right? tops it. Pizza absolutely does. And Joe, another A-plus comment, especially Detroit pizza. It gets made fun of nationally, but goddamn, I, I got to say, I, I think that is my favorite pizza. Oh, I, if you're making fun of it, then you haven't had buddies. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, we got to wrap up here. Thanks, guys, for your pizza comments. We're actually going to take these to uh, our pizza party tonight. I mean, um, our Super Bowl party, pizza party, our Super Bowl party. Hopefully, we'll get some pizza. Hopefully, uh, the people who are going to be hosting are watching right now. <laughs> and we've made them feel so terrible. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I hopefully, we'll be uh, there. Will be a big pizza pie. We can gulp and laugh about it. Mm. Kind of like Garpenloff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. I don't know what I'm... Yeah, let's sail, let's sail off. off. We're, All right. We're Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hit that like yep. button if you had a little bit of fun. We'll see you guys. Hit them an time. odd number of times. Yes, odd number is important. <laughs> Even number says you didn't like it. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thanks, see you guys. guys. Love y'all.